Hello there. Happy 2023 and welcome to a mini episode of the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm your host, Evan, or as you may know me on Instagram, at Mile High Ground. And as you are all no doubt aware, the top 25 submission window that will shape this year's at SWTVC March Madness bracket is in full swing. Before I jump into my personal top 25 list, there's a couple things we'll get through here at the top of the show. Just in case you're a little bit new to the March Madness game, or if you already know but need a refresher, SWTVC March Madness is a community effort that we, the at SWTVC team, run annually in order to get a snapshot of what the TVC collecting community's general priorities are through a 64-character elimination bracket. To build the bracket, we open up the floor and ask collectors of the vintage collection all across the collecting community to rank their top 25 most wanted figures. In 2022, thanks to our collaborations with other Star Wars fan pages, we received over 435 unique lists, more than triple the previous year, and ended up with 1,277 different figure possibilities. We'd like to build on that, and so would the Star Wars brand team at Hasbro. While this is an entirely fan-run project that has no official bearing on the future of the line, multiple brand team members have mentioned that they follow the tournament and keep track of the results. At Star Wars Celebration Anaheim last May, lead designer Emily told us that she wanted to see even more participation, so we've partnered up again with several great fan sites and outlets, some old, some new, to cast an even wider net. If you haven't done your personal top 25 yet, here's a rundown of the rules. 1. Rank your choices in order, with your most wanted figure at number 1. This order does matter, as it determines how many points that character gets. 2. Be as specific as possible. For characters that wear multiple outfits, include details such as the movie, TV season, uh, and or the planet where they appear. 3. Focus on newly tooled figures. They can be never-before-made characters or updates to existing figures, but be mindful of what already exists, and please do not include repack requests. 4. Please limit it to one character per slot. Other than two packs of small characters, please do not put multiple characters on a single line. If you want the Bad Batch or the Ghost Crew, for example, list the characters individually. The only exceptions here are the Tonica sisters, who we will be combining into one choice for the bracket as we did the past two years. 5. You have until 11.59pm Pacific Time on Tuesday, January 31st to create and submit your lists. You can do so on the pin post over on our Instagram page, at SWTVC, or on the articles, videos, and posts from our esteemed community partners such as Bosk's Bounty on YouTube, Toys Are the Way on YouTube, Bantha Skull, the Star Wars The Vintage Collection Facebook group, Rebel Scum, and Jedi Temple Archives. You can also create your own Instagram post and tag at SWTVC and use the hashtag SWTVC March Madness. Please try to only submit in one location to avoid duplication. All right, now on to the real reason for this episode, my personal top 25 list. Before I start, I just want to preface with the disclaimer that I completely omitted the original trilogy and The Mandalorian while making my list for a couple of reasons. First, I know that the OT is a major priority for TVC collectors, as it very well should be. Without the OT, there is no Star Wars. It's why we're all here in the first place. Things like the main characters from A New Hope are woefully overdue for an update after almost 20 years have passed since their last appearance as new figures in the line. They are rightfully a major ask and are certainly high on my priority list as well. I just know that, with or without my votes, they will likely perform quite well and will all probably make the 2023 March Madness bracket again. Secondly, Hasbro seems to believe that us TVC collectors only want OT and Mando stuff, 
And I don't know about you, but for me, that couldn't be farther from the truth. I want meaningful coverage of all Star Wars media, new and old, Mando and not Mando, a balance, if you will. One last thing. Bear in mind that this is purely my own personal wish list. I'm sure many of you out there will disagree with some, or maybe even most, of my wants. And guess what? That's okay. We all love Star Wars differently. My only ask is that you keep an open mind, and here's the big part, share your list so that we can talk about the stuff that we love, even if we disagree on the finer details. So with all that in mind, let's jump in. Number 25, Kira Kessel from Solo, A Star Wars Story. Solo was frustratingly positioned at the tail end of Hasbro's 5 POA 3 and 3 quarter inch mainline experiment. While some characters managed to benefit from sculpting that became admittedly decent there, the lack of articulation really keeps many of those from soaring. This has ended up with the main cast of Solo being com- almost completely absent from the vintage collection, save for a pre-photo real Han and an excellent Donald Glover Lando figure. While Dryden Voss is a character completely absent from 3 and 3 quarter inch, I gave Kira the edge for my number 25 ranking due to the importance of her uh, not only on Han Solo's journey, but A, her importance on the overall story of the criminal underworld of the Star Wars universe, and B, the fact that this outfit is stunning. The red cape is awesome. Lando has great taste. Uh, Besides, we need more female characters in TVC, which leads me to number 24, Mon Mothma her main look from Andor, Season 1. Seeing Genevieve O'Reilly reprise the role of Mon Mothma in Rogue One was certainly a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I never dreamed she'd be a leading character in an incredible TVC series just a few years later. As a child of the prequels, it's great to see actors from that era getting a chance to shine and bridge any gaps. While I of course want Mon in her Return of the Jedi look in TVC, my priority is getting this version of Mon that has captivated me as a character in this new media property. Number 23, The Ronin, Visions, Season 1. Listen, Visions isn't my favorite Star Wars thing. I found it quite uneven, but there's a lot that I did love about some of the episodes. I think it's safe to say the first episode with The Ronin was the standout of the show. While I know space is limited when it comes to tooling, this character is such an awesome concept with an incredibly realized look. Uh, If we only get one figure from Visions, I want it to be this guy. Imagine him in super articulation on your shelf. Uh, well, now the real question is, would I want a black and white figure or full color? Eh, whatever. I could go on for a while. A man can dream. Number 22, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Training Flashback from The Rise of Skywalker. I'll just say it now. The Rise of Skywalker is not my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, But we are here to talk about the stuff we like. And while it was narratively not my cup of tea, it, one, had quite a few elements and character designs that I love and want figures of, and two, is the only chapter of the cinematic Skywalker saga, well, and the only Star Wars movie, to not have a dedicated figure line. The measly few figures Hasbro did offer TVC collectors don't even share scenes together, really. Anyways, the Jedi training flashback of Luke and Leia engaged in lightsaber combat was something I always wanted to see, and a young Master Luke in his prime deserves all the figures. Of course, this figure would be lonely without... Number 21, Princess Leia Organa, Jedi training flashback, also from The Rise of Skywalker. We lost Carrie too soon. Getting to see young Leia realizing her Jedi powers, even though we knew that wasn't where her path would ultimately lead in the greater story, uh, and wielding a lightsaber was thrilling. And I love that Carrie's daughter, Billy Lord, was the one to portray Leia in this scene. Uh, While Billy has her own character in the sequels, Lieutenant Connix, that I do want a figure of, 
I do think that this figure would be kind of a two for one and a wonderful tribute to the legacies of both Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. Number 20, Haja Estri, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Honestly, what more do I need to say other than it's Kumail Nanjiani. I absolutely loved his small role in the Kenobi series and thought it was tons of fun seeing a fake Jedi con man, especially when it became clear that while he's a sleazy opportunistic guy, he also has a deep respect for the Jedi and for the greater good of the galaxy. Plus, he may or may not have used his quote-unquote Jedi powers to inspire a young, maybe recanonized Corrin Horn. Number 19 is Kino Loy from Andor Season 1. One way out. The day shift manager of Level 5, this seemingly harsh and by-the-books inmate, initially seemed to be nothing more than a captive cog in the Imperial Machine who just happened to be played by Andy Serkis. His character arc in Andor became one of the most impactful things I've seen in Star Wars, and I actually got pretty emotional about the guy as the story came to an end. Or did it? I'm going to move on before I ruin this with some half-baked Snoke theories now. 18. Dedra Miro, Andor, Season 1. Let me say this again. We need more female characters in TVC. We also need more Andor characters in TVC. And more villains in TVC. And more Imperial officers. Dedra is... Such a great villain in Andor, and I can't wait to see how her and Cyril Karn's will-they-won't-they storyline plays out, amongst other things. Also, if Hasbro tooled up an all-new Dedra, this would provide a base for any and all future female Imperial officer figures, including the likes of Tala Durath, Admiral Dalla, Isan Izard, etc. Number 17, Fifth Brother Inquisitor from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Inquisitors are popping up everywhere nowadays, except in TVC. The Inquisitorious is such a cool addition to the Star Wars lore, and seeing characters like Fifth Brother make the jump from animation to live action was a treat. While he didn't really have much to do in the Kenobi series, and I didn't really love the performance, he's such a cool character design. Uh, the Black series, which already has all of the Inquisitors from the Kenobi show, by the way, has a really nice looking figure for Fifth Brother. If only we could get it adapted into TVC. Again, we need more bad guys in our line. Number 16, Luthen Rail, Andor, Season 1. I have zero doubt Luthen will make it onto the March Madness bracket this year. He's obviously an instant fan favorite, and it makes sense. Stellan Skarsgård flat out rules. An incredibly complex and dark character, Luthen quickly became one of my favorite additions to the Star Wars universe. His monologue about what he sacrificed for the greater good is maybe the most stirring speech in Star Wars. Again, the Black Series is getting an awesome-looking figure of him in his green coat, boots-on-the-ground, rogue agent look. So why can't we? Hasbro, this guy is too important to skip. Can we please bring our total of Andor figures up soon, please? Number 15, Finn, The Rise of Skywalker. Yep, sorry, more sequel requests. Finn is completely absent from TVC, the only one of the main trio from the sequel trilogy to not make the jump from the Walmart-exclusive three-and-three-quarter Black Series line. While a repack of the Force Awakens figure would be easy, Finn's look from Episode 9 is easily his coolest look. Come on, Hasbro, show John Boyega some respect. He's overdue for some. Number 14, Second Sister Inquisitor from Jedi Fallen Order. Another Inquisitor. It's been over three years since Jedi Fallen Order released, and the second game is on the horizon. While Hasbro has finally delivered on a Cal Kestis from the newer game, the main characters from Fallen Order are completely missing from TVC. It's pretty shameful. The Fallen Order Cal has made the bracket the last couple of years and has been on my lists, but 
at least we're getting a Cal in TVC. Second Sister, though, is a must, especially looking at how good the Reva figure turned out. Plus, I just want my teammate Carlo to be happy. I know he really wants this figure, as do I. Number 13, Markeon Rowe from The High Republic. If you're not reading The High Republic stuff for whatever reason, you are really missing out. Markeon Rowe is the mysterious leader of the villainous Nihil, an anarchistic terrorist group who have plunged the Republic and the Jedi Order into chaos with devastating attacks and monsters that were thought lost to time as myths. Uh, phase three of the High Republic continues later this year, I believe, and we'll finally see Rowe's master plan come to fruition. You may notice that he's been present on my list since last year, alongside some Jedi from that era that aren't on my list this year. Well, after some set photo leaks from the Acolyte, not going to get into spoilers, I'm going to hold on to some hope that that show will lead to some base Jedi figures that could be reworked for some of the characters from the books that I've come to love. Seriously, folks, check out the High Republic. Number 12, Asajj Ventress Refocused from Dark Disciple. Yes, yes, I know. We don't have any Ventress in TVC. I want all of her looks in modern standard super articulation. That's for sure. We need more bad guys. Yes, I know. That said, this is a look that has never been done before in any capacity, and it comes from a book I quite enjoyed where she partners up with one of my favorite Jedi, Quinlan Boss. Dark Disciple is a book that is based on unused scripts uh, by Katie Lucas, I believe, for later seasons of The Clone Wars that were infamously canceled in the Disney merger. In my image for this character choice, she is shown with a robe, uh, but underneath that robe is pretty much an identical costume to her bounty hunter look from the show, with the only difference being hair and a yellow lightsaber. Uh, that would mean that Hasbro could easily milk this for two separate releases if they so chose. And because I'm a lightsaber collector, uh, it might be worth noting that like several other characters on this list, you can get a great replica of their lightsaber from the Disney parks, but you can't get an action figure. I don't know how it all works. Number 11, Palpatine, Sith Eternal from The Rise of Skywalker. Somehow Palpatine returned, but not to TVC. In fact, not to any figure line except Funko. That's weird. Anyway, the big bad of the Skywalker saga, controversy aside, it's perplexing that there is zero merch for this undead all-powerful look. While the circumstances of his return are, well, we don't need to talk about that now. The fact is, it's a cool look. I love the red underrobe and the little beepy belt. Uh, Ian McDiarmid is a treasure, and come on, guys, it's Sheev. Again, we need more villains, and this guy is the granddaddy of them all. Well, or at least the granddaddy of Rey. Long have we waited. How much longer will we have to keep waiting? Number 10, Yaddle from Tales of the Jedi. If you told me a year ago that I'd be clamoring for an all-new TVC Yaddle, I'd have probably straight up smacked you in the mouth. Yaddle has long been on my list of characters I don't care about at all. Well, Tales of the Jedi changed that radically. Getting to see Yaddle throw down in a lightsaber duel with a fallen Dooku in his prime, as well as having it coupled with a great performance from now Star Wars royalty Bryce Dallas Howard, how could you not want this figure? The Dooku episodes of Tales of the Jedi became instant favorites for me, and I've already revisited them many times. I'd love to be able to have some figures to support it. Number 9, Kanan Jarrus, Blind Master, from Rebels Seasons 3 and 4. While the list of media properties completely absent from TVC seems to be growing by the day, Rebels has always been the most shocking to me. All of the Ghost crew and the main villains are often requested by TVC fans. 
with the majority of the gang making the jump to live action in one form or another, I did leave them off my list as the probability of them coming to the line seems to be a bit higher than the probability of Kanan coming to the line, considering that he likely won't be making the jump to live action. A fan favorite character, Kanan is one of the craziest emissions from TVC, and we need to rectify that. Number 8. Grand Inquisitor from Obi-Wan Kenobi Speaking of Rebels characters that made the jump to live action, maybe I just completely undermined my previous logic about the Ghost Crew by assuming they're coming uh, by being more likely to join the ranks of the Vintage Collection due to the live action bit. The Grand Inquisitor graced our screens this year, though, and there's not even a whisper of him getting the TVC treatment. Meanwhile, Hasbro was happy to make him for Retro and Black Series. Again, why does Hasbro not want to make villains for the three and three quarter inch line? Number seven, Han Solo, The Force Awakens. We are uncomfortably close to the 10 year anniversary of The Force Awakens, and we still don't have this Han, arguably the backbone of that movie in TVC. We have a weird scene-specific Starkiller base figure with the blue coat from the 2015 Walmart line, but come on. At the time of recording this, I literally just listened to the Hasbro brand team talk about how TFA Han is a character they believe in. They spent the money to retool some of the parts for the Black Series archive re-release just this past year. It just, it just blows me away that we have to beg for main characters in our line. Main characters. Legacy characters. Whatever. Number six, Princess Leia Organa, The Rise of Skywalker. Yep, I know, her episode nine look is weird and surreal and a CGI creation using old footage of Carrie's head from TFA deleted scenes pasted on it, whatever. We don't have a single Leia from The Rise of Skywalker. I like this maroon look and I like the idea of her training Rey. If Hasbro made her, then my Rise of Skywalker Rey figure would actually have someone to interact with on the shelf. This is the second Leia appearance on my list for the record. And it's not the last. Number five, Bodhi Rook. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Bodhi Rook from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Riz Ahmed rocks. Simple as that. As a person of Middle Eastern descent, seeing a Middle Eastern character in Star Wars, and as a good guy no less, was amazing. It's weird that Hasbro focuses on completing crews for the Black Series or mentions that that's a priority for them, yet our Rogue One crew is still missing definitive super-articulated versions of Baze and Bodhi after, my god, six years. Come on, Hasbro, complete the crew in TVC. He's the guy who says the movie's title for crying out loud. Number four. Ben Solo, The Rise of Skywalker. Hashtag bring me Ben Solo. It's been a bit of a running joke in the community that I'm that guy who stupidly and obnoxiously wants Ben Solo, the last blood Skywalker and part of the dyad that saved the galaxy from the Sith to be added to the line. Well, guess what? None of my peers are here to get annoyed, so I'm going to go ahead and dive deep into this one and explain why I want this figure. What are they going to do? Cut me off. Number three, Count Dooku, Jedi Master from Tales of the Jedi. I know, I know. But Evan, we still don't have a definitive version of the Sith Lord look from 21 years ago. Well, that's true. But we do have some serviceable iterations of that version of the character that do exist. But yes, I do want a Darth Tyrannus in TVC, preferably all new. I just know that he will definitely make the bracket again this year. He was the number one seed going into last year's tournament and the only prequel figure on that bracket. And I can't imagine that he won't be up there again. Anyways, Count Dooku was never really my thing. I love Christopher Lee, but the character never really worked for me. 
I always appreciated getting the glimpses we did of him as a younger man and a Jedi in stories such as Dooku, Jedi Lost, and Master and Apprentice, but it wasn't really until the three Tales of the Jedi episodes that the switch just flipped in my head and I became a Dooku fanboy. Plus, if they made the Bearded Jedi Master version of Dooku, they could easily milk it for another release with a younger Beardless release for the first episode. Uh, I mean, a young Qui-Gon would be cool too, but we're here to talk about Dooku. Anyways, I think Jedi Dooku is awesome. Uh, again, another character that has a lightsaber you can get from the Disney parks, but can't get an action figure of whatever. Uh, I loved that episode. The, the lightsaber duel with my number 10 pick Yaddle was just breathtaking. I need those figures in my life. Number two, Princess Leia Organa, Jabim from Obi-Wan Kenobi. The third and final appearance of Princess Leia on my top 25 list Come on, y'all thought the Kenobi show was going to heavily feature young Luke. So getting a story about young Leia was such a pleasant surprise to me. And not only was it a touching story that tugged at my heartstrings and, you know, those of us who love the tragedy of Obi-Wan Kenobi, big shout out to actor Vivian Lyra Blair, who totally knocked it out of the park with a performance that would make Carrie Fisher proud, in my opinion. The fact that Hasbro didn't immediately trip over themselves to pipeline this figure for any scale the second the show hit still has me scratching my head in confusion. Oh, and I have to say, I loved how the show finally connected the dots and made it more meaningful that she ultimately named her son Ben. And finally, last but certainly not least, the number one spot on my 2023 top 25 is Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Dune from the final scene of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Look, I've always loved the idea of stories about Obi-Wan and his time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Ewan's Obi-Wan has always been my favorite Star Wars character, and the Obi-Wan series really just means the world to me as a fan, even with all its flaws, whatever. Uh, I was an emotional wreck for so many of the scenes, man. Ewan just knocked it out of the park, loved seeing Hayden as Vader, the final duel, ah, Mm, so good. So good. Anyway, whatever. The mythos look for Obi-Wan has been something I've often caught myself admiring. The cutoff, sleeves on the robe, uh, the gloves, the, the goggles, the worn tunic, all the equipment. A portrait of a man with a rich and weary history, but the unbreakable spirit of a warrior monk. I had the sideshow statue for a while, and I kind of regret selling it. Anyways, this is hands down my favorite Obi-Wan look, and if Hasbro tooled up a new figure here they'd also be setting themselves up for a lot of easy reuse for other prequel era Jedi, uh, and also an easy reuse for uh, a final duel Jabim Obi-Wan Kenobi from the final episodes of that show. So with one final hello there, that's my top 25. All right, gang, let's wrap this up, shall we? Make sure you're following us on Instagram and YouTube at SWTVC on both. Uh, there's a visual graphic of my list available over there to go with this episode, as well as our March Madness 2023 updates. Uh, if this episode hasn't completely put you off of me as a person or fan, feel free to check out my personal Instagram page at Mile High Ground. Also, be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider, and please rate and review if you enjoy the show. It really helps us out, uh, helps us grow, get our reach a little bit further. As we expand, we can only get more voices to make things like the Top 25 and March Madness even bigger and better and more visible to Hasbro. There's a handy link in our SWTVC Instagram bio to make it even easier for you if you so choose. 
I want to take a moment to thank our esteemed peers and friends that have and continue to cheer us on, as well as help us out with the March Madness efforts. Uh, this includes Bosk's Bounty, Victoria's Cantina, John Minko, and the Star Wars The Vintage Collection Facebook group, Toys Are The Way, Bantha Skull, Yak Face, From Forlom to Zuckus, Rebel Scum, uh, Vidark, and the French Vintage Collection Facebook group, Jedi Temple Archives. Uh, I'm sure there's more, so I'm sorry to whoever I missed. Also, thank you to all of you who have submitted your personal lists. If you haven't yet, it's not too late. Unless, of course, you're listening to this episode after January. Anyways, gang, that does it for this mini episode of the SWTVC podcast. Stay tuned for the mini episodes from my teammates as they walk through their top 25 lists coming soon. As always, keep 375 alive. Back TVC. Balance the scales. Hasbro finish the 96. Vote for Velkin. Time for Tonica. Bring me Ben Solo. Submit your list. Get hyped for March Madness. And may the Force be with you.